Hello and welcome to my podcast. My name is Diego Ornelas Tapia and as always I hope you are having a beautiful and great goddamn day. That was a little different. Anyway, <laughs> today I wanted to talk about the power of embracing your dark side. Now, before I explain just what I mean by that, I just got to say that I'm well aware that the title I picked out for this episode is a little cheesy. Why? Because saying dark side immediately well, it makes me think of Yoda saying, fear, I can't, <laughs> I can't do an impression of him, but fear is the, dark, or the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Anywho, not that, <laughs> not that I got that out of my chest. Let me explain what I mean by embracing your dark side. So, okay, we all, ladies and gentlemen, have a dark passenger within us. Every man, every woman, no matter how old or young, has a beast within themselves that is fueled by hate and anger and has a hunger to inflict pain onto another person. Now, the intensity of this hate and anger varies from person to person. Some people are just much kinder than others, and some people are much crueler. I'm the latter. I have the capacity to be extremely, extremely cruel. Now, some of you listening are like, you might, you might be saying a few things. One, you might be saying, geez, dear, you fucking psychopath. And two, so it's like, okay, where are you going with this? Uh, in truth, I'm kind of discovering that answer as I write this. Where am I going with this? Anywho... I think the main point that I want to explore in this episode is the importance of embracing your dark side rather than suppressing it, which is something Jordan Peterson has talked about in a number of his lectures on his YouTube channel. Definitely, I like, I like that guy. I like his, his perspective on a lot of things. And anyway, in order to illustrate why you should embrace your dark side rather than suppress it, I thought it'd be best if I share some stories from my childhood. So let's flash back to 2007. I'm an eighth grader in middle school and puberty has just hit me like a motherfucker. Where once I was a bittersweet and innocent boy who always smiled and laughed, now I had become a cold and volatile teen who never smiled or, or laughed. I was angry all the time for no apparent reason, and when I wasn't angry, I was sad, and when I got sad, I got angry, so I was just a fucking mess within that year. I'm full of hate, I'm full of anger, and because I don't know how to control it, I would take it out on my family, on those close to me. Now, I think the only good thing that came out from, from, from all this anger that I had was that I never really was targeted by bullies and like other kids have been see i've always been skinny but back then i wasn't skinny and in shape like i am now i was just skinny like i had no fat or muscle on my body at all like i remember going to the gym once and i could couldn't even lift the bar an empty bar which is like 45 pounds same thing with like a leg press i could couldn't even lift press the the machine's weight just by itself no weight at all that's how weak I was couldn't do any of that and so because of that because I was so skinny and uh, you would think bullies would be lining up or ready to kick my ass <laughs> but you know the worst 
I got was really like a few a few name calling. The biggest one was the Go Diego Go, Go Diego Go, which was like, oh no, <laughs> how horrible. <laughs> um, anywho, I feel like a, a lot of bullies noticed that anger of mine during eighth grade. I guess more specifically, they noticed how easy it would be to push me past my breaking point. Or in the Joker's words, push me to the point where I would, would werewolf and go wild. That's why whenever I was picked on by a lot of name callings, it never went beyond that. It never went to a beating. Because, ladies and gentlemen, if it did, if a couple of guys didn't jump me and beat me up, I wouldn't just forget about it and let, let bygones be bygones. I would become hateful. I would become vengeful. And I would get back at them in a far, manner far worse than they ever did to me. Thankfully, though, it never came to that. The, the bullies never pushed me past my breaking point. The closest I ever got to my breaking point was it was during sometime in eighth grade. Now, let me set the scene. It was sunny morning, beautiful sunny morning, and as always, I was pissed off. Except today, I was more pissed off than usual. Why? Honestly, I fucking can't remember. Anywho, I'm pissed off. I'm heading towards my first class, physical education. I get to the locker room to change into my gym clothes. And as I'm changing, these group of about four, four cholos who were always doing something annoying every day were spraying the back of people's knees with an axe spray. A deodorant spray, if you don't know what axe is. And it's, it's an act, really, that doesn't really hurt anyone, right? I mean, the guys must have been thinking, boy, you are stinky. Let me freshen you up. Let me, let me, let me take care of you. You know, <laughs> they were just trying to help, maybe. <laughs> That's what they were doing. Anywho, so every group has a leader. And the leader of the four cholos, I'll name him Jose, he suddenly sprays the back of my knee and I... In like a split second and with like the flash's fucking speed, turn around and with all of my strength, push the guy and the guy goes flying backwards and hits the back of his neck on an open locker room door. And that's how I killed a man, guys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, no, it's, the locker room goes quiet. The three other cholos help out their leader, Jose, and I stand erect and brace myself for my next move as Jose slowly gets up and walks up to me. Once we're face to face, Jose looks up at me and mad dogs me. I stay silent and stare right back at him as I brace myself for a fight. In my mind, I'm thinking, I started the conflict, I drew first blood, the next move is on him. Quickly, I scan at Jose's, Jose's little group, little crew, his three other cholos by his side, and, and I remind myself of a situation my father told me he was in when he was in high school. See, my dad was cornered by a dude and at least a dozen of his followers. Nowhere to go, my dad stared straight at the leader and yelled, These other guys can beat the living fuck out of me, but, I, but not until I kill you. You hear me? Not until I fucking kill you. I remembered my dad's story, and though I don't yell anything at Jose, I'm thinking the exact same thing that my dad did. So I'm thinking, Jose's followers can kick my ass, but not until I'm done with him. I was out for blood, and I was willing to do anything to beat Jose. Anything. If that meant pulling a Rick Grimes and biting a chunk of his flesh off from his neck, then so be it. If you don't, <laughs> it's such a badass scene from The Walking Dead. One of the, with the baddest scene 
from The Walking Dead, bites a man's neck so he can save his 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 son from being raped and 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 his two friends from being beaten and shot to death. You know, so that's how far I was willing to go, how dark I was willing to get, and so I was I waited and waited, and after about ten seconds, Jose smacked his lips and said to his little crew, "Bro, this fool is scared of me." Then he walked off, and his crew followed behind him. That day was the closest I came to stepping past my breaking point. Actually, um, there's another story, but that one, it's probably one I will not share on my podcast. Probably only one I'll tell uh, um, close friends, because it's pretty, it's pretty intense. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'll share it. Maybe not. But definitely not today. Definitely, definitely not right now. So anyway, I could end the story with Jose and and my almost the, the fight I almost got in. I can I can end the story right then and there and let you guys think that I was I'm just such a cold-hearted badass and I wasn't scared of embracing my my dark side. But you know, I'd be a liar if if I, I said. Uh, I'm a cold-hearted badass. See, because here's the thing. Once the, the the cholos fled the scene, and I was one of the last people in the locker room, I sat down on a bench, and I remember going through just a fluster of emotions. First, it was shock. Like a scene in a movie, the world around me went quiet, and I could no only hear my own frantic breath and heartbeat. Two of my friends who, by the way, were next to me the entire time that fight almost erupted, and they, they seemed like they would not help me at all. So these friends placed, placed a hand on my shoulder, and they, they said some words, but I couldn't make it out as I remained seated, replaying, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> replaying what had just happened a few seconds ago. Soon, <clears throat> Jesus, Soon, my friends leave me. I exit the locker room, and some of my hearing returns as a kid in my grade, uh, <laughs> a short and, ch- and chubby little Eminem lookalike, who I never talked to, comes up to me asking me why I pushed Jose. Brah, little Eminem tells me, you sent Jose flying. That was so badass, Jose. <laughs> I smile at little Eminem. I nod. But once he leaves me, and once I'm alone as I'm heading to sit with my classmates, uh, this great deal of sadness just takes over me, and I start to cry silently. I cry because I'm shocked at how close I was to being in the fight. I cry because I picture the consequences over my actions had the fight broken out. I cry because I wonder what my mother would once say once she heard the news. I cry because I'm scared of myself. I'm scared of how dark I could get, of how far I was willing to go to win the fight against Jose. And really, the biggest reason why I'm so scared of myself is not necessarily because of how dark I could get or how far I was willing to go to win the fight, but it's because of how incredibly calm I was throughout the whole conflict with Jose. Should the need to draw blood rise, I was okay with it. Should I have gravely injured Jose, I was okay with it. Because again, my thinking during that conflict was, I drew first blood. The next move is on him. And so, though I was unaware of it at the time, it was on that day that I made an unconscious decision to never become that comfortable with my dark side again. 
to suppress that part of me and never let it show its face again. But, of course, suppressing things never works. The more you suppress, the more you conceal, the bigger the explosion will be once you reach your breaking, breaking point. And, ladies and gentlemen, you will reach that breaking point. And there were hundreds of moments where I reached that breaking point. Whenever conflict arose with my family or eventually within my first relationship, my first in instinct was to run away or shut down and become a silent punching bag. But of course, I can't stay silent for long. I can't be a punching bag forever. So when the teapot would burst, I would burst out in an extremely unhealthy and rational manner and hurt those closest to me. I thought that by suppressing my dark side, it would make my life and the lives of those around me easier. It didn't. It just ended up making things worse. So, okay. How did I end up controlling my dark side? Though, I think a better way to phrase that is how did I learn to accept my dark side and live peacefully amongst it, beside it? Well, though I wish I could say I had another story that highlighted a point in my life that made me accept my dark side, the truth of the matter is that it was a series of events that led me to accept it. So it wasn't until July 2017 that I began this journey of accepting my dark side. July 2017 was a big month for me because it marked the end of a five-year relationship I had been in. Now, if you want more details to hear just what happened in the journey I undertook after July 2017, listen to my episode, which is called Discussing My Writing Journey. Anywho, after July 2017, I began to do a lot of introspection. Oh, a ton. Like, I was on crack. I wrote a ton in my journal and talked about my past, and re I recorded audio entries whenever I was feeling depressed or whenever I was feeling conflicted about anything. Basically, I was analyzing all of my thoughts, all of my emotions, every single fucking day, seven days a week. I was asking why I had entered that relationship I was in. I was questioning what my main issues were with the relationship. And this process of introspection carried on and on and on for days on end, man. And the more I analyzed, the more I began to understand my thoughts and emotions. Eventually, I understood my thoughts. Eventually, I understood my emotions. And eventually, after countless hours of introspection, I made peace with my hate and anger. I made peace with my dark side. I saw it not as an enemy that I should be afraid of or a sibling I should hide from the world, but as someone that I should fully embrace and become friends with. And I did. Just like Scott from Scott Pilgrim vs. The World had to face the toughest enemy he's ever faced, himself, I had to face myself too. And well, my dark side is actually a pretty cool guy once I got to know him. Yes, he can be pretty angry and intense, but he's still a cool guy. Anywho, that's it for today, folks. If there's one thing I can urge you to do, it's to look inward and understand your hate and anger. If you already do, then great, I salute you. But if you don't, if you're like I was when I was a teen and did my best to suppress you were Elsa, conceal, don't feel, <laughs> don't, just know that you're taking time on, just ready to explode. It may take a week for you to implode, or a month, or two, but eventually you will burst and you will hurt those close to you. Stop it, you guys. Stop the pain. Stop the sorrow. Look inward and face your dark side. Embrace it, control it, or, ladies and gentlemen, it will control you. 
As always, thank you for listening. It really means the world. I'll post a new episode within a week. Yep, yeah, a week. Until then, I wish you nothing but the best, and I hope you have a great day. Thank you.